Good evening. Tonight we are going to be talking about rubbish. You're listening to the spotlight, and I'm not. Ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. This evening, we are going to be discussing dreams and what they mean. A lot of people think that when you go to sleep that uh, your brain kind of clicks into another dimension and and a, a dimension where if you figure out how to access it properly, you can do some insane things. I don't know how much of that we'll be covering. And there's a hair on the microphone that I keep seeing and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> Alrighty, so this evening I am joined by Sarah, Nancy, Greg, and I think I'm here too. Maybe. Maybe. Do you guys want to say hi? Sure. Hi. 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 Yay, Greg's here. Greg hasn't been here for a little bit because he works and stuff. And Well, we all work and stuff, I guess. But he uh, comes from further, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Nancy's pretty far, but not too far. I'm 20 minutes. So this one time I had a dream where my blankets got married. <laughs> How high were you? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> so you're what I believe anyway, and from the research I've done, is that you're, when you dream, it's your subconscious mind working through problems or working through things and, and working through things that you may not even realize that you're actually struggling with. Did you bring the book by chance that has like... It doesn't have any about marriage blankets. Does, does, <laughs> it, does it have like an index? Because some of them have like an index that you can like... My book, I couldn't find my book. I thought it was in the bookshelf, but I think it's packed away in the garage in my many box of books, my many boxes of many, many books. Um, many, many books. Yes. Unfortunately, I have a obsession Same. with books. So the, the dream gets even weirder because I remember waking up angry because my brother didn't bring a wedding gift to the wedding and I was really upset that he could be that cheap. Okay, so your blankets married each other. Yeah. And then you were mad at your brother because he didn't bring, he, he didn't a, bring a gift. gift. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you yeah. think about it I'm not crazy. You're not crazy, but it could be like subconscious going through trying to think and being you were disappointed in something that your brother had done yeah and um you were working through that but what was the, with the blanket thing it was because i'm sleeping and i'm comfy or something and it's like oh these two look like they get along pretty good. i i think i don't think i've ever had anybody ask me that <laughs> yeah it's i dream the things that people don't even think about Blankets. yet again getting like married <laughs> Denotes you fear the unknown when you dream of blankets. So was this prior to you being married? Yeah. So it could be that like it high was... high school, college time. So it could be you're trying to, to... Like the fear of like as you get older, you know, getting married and having a family and then being afraid of um, of the of what that's going to look like, but what also that's going to look like for like you and your siblings. Yeah. 
and and what adulthood is going to be like are you going to because when you get married you move out and so you're no longer living with your siblings and so like what's it going to be like when i don't live with my siblings anymore well i was living at my uh grandma's place taking care of her and she was in the hospital and you know all that kind of fun stuff so so. it was kind of like you were out of the house without being out of the house I don't know. It was maybe the lead to being out of the house, mentally maybe preparing myself. That could have been it, yeah. Because it's like the fear of the unknown of what it's going to be like when I live by myself. Yeah. And the only reason I remember that dream was just because of how fucking insane it was. Mm -hmm. Like, What were the color of the blankets? I I can't remember. Like, I was like 17, 18 at the time, right? And it's funny that you still remember that dream. Stupid, that's why. Be- because it was so off the wall. Okay, so blankets also represent um, comfort and security as well and warmth. So in oh. protection from the cold. So if you're getting, if you're dreaming about your blankets getting married, you're probably also dreaming of that protection and that warmth and that, that security of a relationship that you want. But it, it could also mean like the fear of the unknown is when you're moving out and moving on is you're losing that stability of having the siblings in the house, like living with your siblings, because that's all you know before you move out on your own <coughs> and not knowing what it's going to be like. Did we do good? <laughs> your crazy ass dream. Break it down. <laughs> I think you guys did a wonderful job for that one. It's a good start, right? And it's just one that always like... A lot of the times I can figure out why I'm having a certain type of dream. Like, oh, you were having a dream about fighting with your girlfriend because you had literally just had a fight with your girlfriend. So, like, that kind of thing translates. Or you'll think about a friend you haven't seen since high school. All of a sudden you'll have a dream about them because you had thought about them that day. And your brain's just like, okay, we're putting a, a mark in the calendar saying we thought about them this day, you know. Yeah, to remind you that you really need to reach out. So so a lot of the times, like, I can wake up in the morning and go, well, that dream was because this happened, and I had a conversation that was kind of like this, so it took the two ideas and twisted them together and gave me a weird dream. But that blanket one, that was so, like, I, I woke up and I'm like, now what the fuck does one make of that? Could also mean that you're missing the <coughs> comfort and stability because you weren't at home. Hmm. Or home was about to change. Yeah. Or the comfort and stability was your grandmother and you were worried. And, and that was probably it. Yeah. yeah. So I've, since I was like little, I've had a recurring dream where I'm being chased by a ferocious male lion and it never gets me. And then I just run off a cliff. I don't jump off of it. I don't, I guess I fall off of it, but he doesn't get me because I fall off, but I always wake up before I land. So I never die. But do you ever get the jump? When- yeah, I get the jump starts when I wake up. It's like, wah, you know? Um, so I had to, huh? How'd that go? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think I had this when I started like around six or seven years of age and I don't get it all the time. I get it. I don't know. I've had it a lot though since then, more than you probably would have a repetitive dream. I never looked into what recurring dreams like that meant. So hopefully maybe Nancy has something, but being chased has a lot to do with actually running away from something like a stressful period in one's life, a deadline, avoiding confrontation, and avoiding a big display of emotion, which makes sense. Because when I was little, I used to avoid school because it was stressful. I didn't like it. It was anxiety-ridden, or I had tests or exams. And as I got older, I, I, I run away from my emotions sometimes. 
So, um, and being chased by a lion, while there's different meanings, some are good, some are bad, some are confronting fears, increasing self-awareness, establishing healthy boundaries, taking steps towards reducing stress. Um, some negative are repressed emotions, emotional wounding, the dominating influence, helplessness, and anger. So difficulties facing personal, personal challenges uh, could also mean that feelings of powerless or lacks confidence and avoidance, which I'm really good at avoiding, especially confrontations. Um, fearing of expressing anger or feeling threatened by someone else's anger might be someone in your life who frequently expresses their anger in an aggressive or unpredictable manner and you feel intimidated. And I'm not going to go into too much detail about that because I do have somebody who, who is kind of unpredictable and can be angry at times. Not in this room. Um, <laughs> just in case Matt's wondering. So, it, yeah, it makes sense, I think. I know I'm unpredictable sometimes. But you're never angry. Not. Not really. In a way that most people consider angry. But my dreams are never connected to anything that you've done. Your anger is more so annoyance. Yes. From what I've yeah. seen, like, he's, you're, you're, yeah. your anger is more like, because I, I noticed, like, last weekend when we did the podcast, you're, you get frustrated and annoyed, and it doesn't come out any other way, and, like, I never would have guessed you were mad. But I was like, oh, he seems quite annoyed. Yeah. Uh, I'll get, I'll be mildly annoyed until the point that I snap and I beat the crap out of you. So I turn. Well, let's hope we don't get that. Far. Yeah, yeah. So I've like, seen him on the precipice. It's hot. It wasn't directed at me, so it was directed at a bunch of teenagers in a park. So it makes sense that that's a reoccurring because I think I know who you're talking about. So it makes sense that it's reoccurring because it talks when it when you talk about reoccurring dreams, it's it's uh it's, it's a it's trauma that you haven't solved or gone through yet, and if it's constantly reoccurring in your regular life, it'll be reoccurring in your subconscious. Yeah. And then the falling off a cliff thing. I think you even looked this one up. So yours might be different interpretation than so what, what I found. So what is falling in general? Well, I have falling off a cliff. It could mean a lack of control. Could be feeling lost or something or someone has pulled the rug out from under you. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Could represent the fear of setting out on a new path in life. In particular, a path not matching expectations. Like, I've had that happen. I set out on a different path. I took that chance and it didn't match up to my expectations. Or it, And the rug got pulled out from under me at the same time. Um, also means feeling unsupported in your relationship or at work. And uncertain about your future, fear of failure. Of course, everybody I think has a weird fear of failure. Yes, Matthew. So I'm going to bring a little bit of the science side into, uh, you know, when you are about to hit the ground and you literally jump yourself awake. Apparently that happens. Because when your brain goes to shut everything down, right? You don't have to think about your heart beating and breathing and stuff like that. But you don't need your arms and your legs. So it shuts all those systems down so that in your dreams and stuff, you're not like flailing about like a <coughs> madman in bed. So it, it disconnects your brain from those limbs. So when you get those jump scares... It's because they didn't all shut down in the proper order or by the time the brain was ready to shut off. So it kind of shocks you awake to do another system check. Like you failed to shut down windows or something like that. You know, like... With some, and two, with somebody with ADHD, ADD, or autism, the brain doesn't slow down <laughs> the way that a quote-unquote regular person's brain would. And so you'll find if you have ADHD, ADD, or autism, you're a very movable, like you're a very 
heavy, like you move a lot when you sleep and in your dreams, your body, your physical body will still move like you're in the dream because your brain doesn't <laughs> slow down enough like a w- normal person's brain would um, because their brain goes on hyperspeed. I just thought that was... Yeah. So I have noticed that like the last few times I've had this recurring dream, I've taken notice of what I was feeling before. And I have always felt like really high anxiety over something. Um, And I'm notorious for avoiding confrontation, which I already said. So in conjunction with everything collectively put together... For me now, especially now, um, it's definitely for personal reasons. I feel like I'm avoiding a very high and uncertain emotional conflict that has to do with a repressed and emotional wounds regarding a lot. So when I was small, like I said, I was probably avoiding a test or an exam or doing essays or homework because I was notorious for that too. So I managed to kind of look back and see, okay, what was I feeling before that dream happened? And realize that I was feeling some kind of anxiety or some kind of emotional distress. And that's why I have those dreams. And I've continu- like, continued to have those dreams. So uh, I have some dreams that could be uh, interpreted if you guys are interested in doing mine. <coughs> one mine. Right, lay it on us. All right. So this one happened uh, probably at least five or six years ago. And it was just a random dream. And... I was in the dream. I was a hitman and I had a gun and everything. And I had a fast, I remember I had like a black car and I was driving to this warehouse and I got out and went up the stairs and opened the door and started shooting everyone in there. Like it was just like, it was, it was like an action movie kind of thing. And I was like the action star. Then I had to get out of there quickly and I got back into my car and I just, drove off and that's it that's all i remember about the dream um are you more of a submissive person a submissive personality like you're soft-spoken you won't cause rifts yeah you won't i am so basically in your dream you you were the opposite of who you are yeah pretty much yeah um so that tells me that the whole taking control of the situation um it's you feel that there was a feeling of a loss of control somewhere but also the sense of that you admire those qualities and wish that you could be like that mm-hmm. and um kind of take charge and take control and take care of shit yeah i believe that yeah, yeah so i looked yeah. up black car because i thought you were looking up gun I was writing notes, so I didn't interrupt. Um, So (laughs) I looked up Black Car, and it says a journey of power and authority or exploration of the unknown depths of one's soul, which basically confirms what you just said. I don't know what the gun represents, to be honest with you. Um, I think think the car pretty much... I think it's control. A gun in dream. Um... Yeah, I did mean that. So I just want to interrupt for one second. I have been getting these invites on Facebook Messenger for groups, and I just got a message. God invited you to their broadcast channel. God's divine channel. Sorry, That's I just funny. thought it was funny. Like literally, like look. Wow. <laughs> that reminds me, like, like. Decline. <laughs> you remember that uh, race? <laughs> Sorry, squirrel. <laughs> You guys. So, I'm not sure if this is that is close. I'm just hang on a minute. It says assumptions and anxiety about gender and social economic class 
Consider, for instance, the notions of patriarchal armed safety, self-reliance, and freedom also appear frequently in gun advertisements. I don't know why it came up in dreams, but... Decision to stop something in dreams. See, like, I I remember a dream where I was... Had to go shoot something, but the thing I was shooting was... It had... It was was a a gorilla, but a big gorilla. Don't shoot gorillas. No, but no, no, this thing was messed up. It was kind of like a gorilla grod kind of oh. situation. So, like, it. Godzilla? You know how, like, uh, gorillas get the black face skin kind of thing going on? Like, really dark? Careful, yeah. But then <laughs> the fur of the gorilla was pure white. So, it was a really neat contrast. Like, more like a silverback almost? More contrast. Kind of like. If you would think of like a pure white Yeti, but instead of the skin being white as well, like the palms and the feet and stuff like that, they were dark. So it had a, I, I don't know. But this thing could speak. Okay, either you watch too much George of the Jungle, but it says you have a life of growth ahead of you or that your life will introduce you to some new individuals, potentially even the love of your life. And that was probably just before I met you. Seriously? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> you're my white monkey they're not monkeys they're primates you're, well <laughs> ape name ape Aww. oh that's fine diane fossey would so rip us apart right now yeah <laughs> like yeah. a gorilla yeah rip your arm off and beat you with the soggy end i could do that Shows I love you. Th- those are the two main <laughs> dreams I remember the most. Is, 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 is your love those... language violence? <laughs> I cross-bodied him once. He's like, damn, she gets a good cross-body. I have some more if you want to hear another one. Okay. Well, it gives us something to interpret, right? Instead yeah. of us just talking about her ass. So this is kind of like a reoccurring one as well. And I imagine you guys probably had something similar to this one. Uh, you're going back to your school that you went to and all that. Mine is going back to high school and noticing that there's a lot of changes in the high school. Like, like it's the same basic like layout, but they changed it. Like there's, they add things like a pool. They like, there's more students all over the place. It, it looks more like a modern, like it's all modern, not like how it was in like, because it's, you know, it's an old high school kind of thing. Right. And then, you're just you're just admiring how the changes are and that's and I always seem to have that like every two or three years I go back to that dream like it always comes back and nothing it's like there's nothing like no one's bothering me or anything like that I'm just going through it like a history almost well it's almost like you're looking at yourself and going okay so i'm still me but we've done this edition and we've upgraded this and, and you know we've worked on ourselves here and we fixed this area and because we our personalities are formed by the time we're two and so we are who we are for our entire life however as you get older your life experiences give you different outlooks um you become more self-aware once you get you get into adulthood mm-hmm. Um, and you go through different experiences. So that's kind of like you looking at, 
like, Greg, this is your life. And so you're looking through things. You're like, okay, well, we did good here and we did good here. And so like the high school almost would like represent you. Okay. So I heard another theory. Because it's a recurring one, you said it happens what once, twice a year, kind of thing. Well, it happens every two or three years. Like it's yeah. Every two or three years, okay. So the other theory is is that you remember how we mentioned in a previous podcast about the parallel, multiple universes, all that kind of stuff, where there's a version of you in every universe. Oh, this stuff breaks yeah. my brain. Yeah, the, yeah. Um. So when you have those kind of dreams where you're at the same high school you had. But it's different. There's more kids. It's probably got a little bit different layout. Where the art room used to be is now where the gym is. There's now a pool where the basketball court used to be. Things like yeah. that. Uh, you're actually switching into one of those other realities for a little bit. And then coming back. Well, this explains a lot. <laughs> what did you find? About recurring dreams. Yeah. So it says, experiencing recurring dreams may point at underlying issues Regardless of the dream's content, adults who experience <laughs> frequent recurring dreams tend to have worse psychological health than those who do not, and many experts theorize that these dreams may be a way to work through unmet needs or process trauma. So we're all a little crazy. Well, I'm worried about the psychological health because I thought I was pretty good in that department. You? Uh, everybody. Oh, no. Shut you're, up, everybody. No, no, I'm you're... fucking fine. <laughs> not fucking crazy. We're all fucking fine. 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 <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. For fuck's sake. Uh, we live in Canada. We're not fine. We're not fine. It's fucking cold up here. There's nothing to do up here but go nuts. Go nuts. Go nuts. Gross nuts. Chestnuts. On the fire. I'm okay. Any more dreams? I have. Uh, yeah. So the first, the longest, well, sorry, the first dream that I actually still remember having, I think I was... I was a teenager and I remember I was walking in my dream. I was walking up the stairs and the way that because you went up the stairs and then the hallway like wrapped around and my room was at the end. And I remember looking at my door and the light was on underneath the door. And I was like, hmm, I didn't leave my light on. So I opened my door and there was all these people there and it was white. And there was a man standing there with like jeans on. He had um, a tool belt and a white shirt and he was an older man. And he's like, hi, we're your guardian angels. And there was like, uh, there must have been like 20 standing there. And I just kind of stood there and I was like, oh, hi. And like the, that's all I can remember of that. But I can still, when I talk about it and think about it, I can see it in my head. And I can, I can't see everybody that was there. But I remember there being like a mishmash of people. And him, I remembered in particular. That's interesting. Had you seen him before? Never saw him. Um, and he didn't, I talked, I remember talking to my mom about him and I'm like, does he, is he anybody that we would have known? And we couldn't find like tracing back. We couldn't was find. Bob yeah. <laughs> he, he was just a, he was just a, he was just assigned to your case file, I guess. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, we'll hi, pick this one. I'm but your guardian angel being... for this evening. Uh, table for one. <laughs> But I remember there being like people of different ethnicities. Some were tall, some were short. There was a woman dressed in Victorian uh, clothes. Like I remember her in particular. Was there a death or a birth in the family slightly sometime after? Not that I remember. But that was when I first started getting into like tarot readings and that kind of thing. Um, and I started to to 
recognize that I was seeing things and feeling things and hearing things. Um, and cause I started reading tarot when I was 17. So that was about when that started. Was a very good year. Hmm? Uh, it's a song. <laughs> I was 17. Um, dreams. Yeah, man. Okay. I got one. You got one. I got one for Nancy. So I often, after my grandmother passed, I would have dreams of her and I'd go to their house She'd be doing her thing, like ironing grandpa's underpants or her jeans or whatever. My grandma used to do yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and she'd be talking at me, like talking to me, looking at me, and but I can't hear what she's saying. It's like I forgot what her voice sounded like, so I can't hear her in my dream. It's because she's on the other side. Oh, that's the microphone. It's because she's on the other side. Yeah. And so when 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 they talk, if you ever listen to like if you ever listen to spirit you have to ask them to slow down because they talk on a, a like they operate on a higher frequency and so the word the their sentences are quicker than we can understand so a lot of the times i've heard just words but i it's too fast for me to understand what they're saying but i can recognize that it's english mm-hmm. so that that it's not that you don't remember it's that she's because she's crossed over and that she's speaking quicker than you can. Oh, because I can't, I can't hear anything. Not even the sound of the iron or anything. Yeah, no, it's, it's like somebody hit the mute button. It's because she's on the other side. Oh. So that's basically her saying everything is fine. Everything will be fine. You are fine because we're all doing our regular things here. Mm-hmm. So this is what I always did. This is this is your comfort. You know, you walking in and seeing me doing this. So this is everything is good. Everything is still fine. You got this. I just feel bad that she's, you know, on the other side doing ironing still. <laughs> she's probably not ironing. It was, she set up, she set that scenario in your, in, like, did you always walk in and find her doing things like that? Yeah. Like piddling around the house and. Tripping over the vacuum cleaner hose. Yeah. So that was, it, it was her showing you a familiar scene to give you comfort. That I'm okay. This is, this is all okay. She could have left. Gra- she could have left Grandpa's underpants out of it. Yeah, true. <laughs> but then it wouldn't have been real. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I remember I've had like a few where I visit my grandparents in my dreams and stuff like that. And I remember this one dream that I was I was at my grandmother's farm. That's where it was, and I was in the kitchen, and. She was trying to tell me something, but again, she couldn't tell me anything, but she pointed out to the alarm clock that I remember seeing on the calendar and stuff like that. And I and I was just like, oh, are you trying to tell me something like the time or something like that? And she kept on pointing and I was just like, oh, OK, maybe I should wake up. And I woke up and I realized I didn't have my alarm on for my clock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was about to go off right well it was supposed to go off but i never did so she was telling me get up you know wake up yeah so i kind of figured that one out on my own really but i just thought it was really neat because it was very vivid and it was just like again it was in like a comfort zone where i was at the farmhouse basically okay but can we really call these experiences that greg and i've had actual dreams or maybe they were just our grandparents visiting us to tell us something if they were visiting more so yeah so they're not really dreams it's your grandma saying greg get your ass out of bed yeah and by chance was it one of those alarm clocks where the numbers flipped 
No, it's oh. like one of those old like <laughs> clock radio oh, okay. ones. That, it was digital, and I have the exact same one at home. Oh, because my grandparents had one in their kitchen that flipped. That yeah. flipped. Yeah. yeah. So I was. That's what I was picturing in my head. What was yeah. the numbers on the clock? Do you remember? No, I can't remember that. I can't remember. Yeah. Um. So it's it's almost because if you think about it, if you were sitting here and all of a sudden your your grandmother appeared in front of you, would it make you feel good or would it freak you the fuck out? I think it'd probably make me feel good, I think. If she just appeared in front of you and was like, hey, this is me in spirit form. Well, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So we are only give, we are only, they only present um, to you in a way that they know is not going to scare you. Yeah, that makes sense. Like smell. Yes. Yeah. I get my grandmother's smell all the time. I get my grandfather's smell all the time of wood chips. Like the smell of wood, like Mm because he carved, right? And that's the smell I associate with him. So every time... If I'm out and about and I smell sawdust, yeah, within sawdust. five minutes, my dad's calling. Really? Yep. That's really weird. But That's I cool. usually when I have dreams and I interpret them or I get somebody to interpret them for me, I then no longer remember them. Mm. But I do remember the night before my mother, this was my one of my favorite. I don't know whether I was dreaming or not, though. I might have been in between like in that half sleep, half awake, but I thought I was sleeping um, before her wake. She appeared to me, like, in front of my bed, and her hair, she looked like she did in pictures in her, like, late 20s, early 30s, and she said, um, she said, don't you worry about Mike, I'll take care of him. And then she cartwheeled down the hallway. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck? So the next day, <laughs> right? So the next day we're at the, we're, it wasn't awake. It was before because she was cremated, but we did like a ceremony and uh, before we took her to be cremated. And I asked her sister, her younger sister, and I was like, did mom ever cartwheel? And she goes, your mother was the best cartwheeler. And it used to make me so mad because I couldn't do cartwheels as good as her. As so I was like, well, she's doing them now. <laughs> but honestly, the things that have happened to my ex-husband and his family. Oh. Yeah. Revenge. Yes. I don't want to share. Intrigue. On the air, yeah. but I will share after. Okay. I had another dream with my other grandmother and I she just appeared in my dream and this is like a probably maybe a couple of weeks after she passed away. And she, I asked, all I remember about the dream was I asked her, well, what's heaven like? And she said, it's like Mardi Gras. That's what she said. <laughs> and I was just like, well, you must be having a great time. And she's like, I am. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, you also too, when you, when you dream, you need to remember like, did you drink that day? Because dr- when you dr- or if you were going through a stint where you were drinking a lot or or you know using a lot, and then you weren't, you were kind of on a dry spell. You'll have really messed up dreams. Um, and I know that was it a friend of mine had said that they had a dream that they were in a very busy public place, like a fair or somewhere. They couldn't figure out where they were. But they're, they were holding their son's hand and then they were looking around and looking around. And all of a sudden he was gone and they woke up and their hand was outstretched and their hand was numb. And they're like, I don't know whether that was because I was laying on my arm funny or if there was some kind of. Um, but I do know that alcohol and substances will 
increase the crazy dreams. And then when you go off of them for a little bit, well, you'll get crazy dreams as well. Isn't that with different foods before you eat, before you go to bed? You're not really supposed to eat like certain foods. It'll give you like vivid dreams and things like that. If I eat a heavy meal before I go to bed, I have the most weird, messed up dreams. Um, but I don't remember them. I just wake up and I'm like, well, that was messed up. I don't remember. I just remember having a messed up dream. Um, yeah, that's that's happened to me a few times. Like I remember going to like a buffet one time and I ate like a whole bunch of different types of food. I remember the one food that I ate was like a, I think it was like a marshmallow salad or something like that. Oh God, and, that's so gross. I know what that and is. And it, yeah. I, I blamed it for the, the weird dream I had that night because I was just like, oh, you know. So Nancy was talking about the child going missing and the outstretched hand and everything but a child missing or like a missing child dream reflects your worries and is an anxiety dream mm -hmm. and you're likely worried about something else and it just manifests this way and it could be about losing a job or a spouse mm -hmm. i found an interesting thing though so we we're talking you said you inter interpreted some crazy sex stuff dreams I you've, found a website. Yeah. You found crazy sex stuff sites? So, I have, I have so had, oh, I did this On the internet? No up. way. So I found what, if you dream, have sex dreams with BDSM in it, and it says might mean you have overbearing parent. Why would it go there? Does that mean my kid's going to have weird it dreams always about goes there. being tied up and stuff? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm an overbearing parent. Um, I hate to tell you, but um, kinks come out of um, childhood trauma. Oh, I don't have any kinks, that's for sure. Yeah, we can discuss that in a later time, not not on air. My kink is because my kids, any. my kids listen. Um, yeah, but kinks are derived from childhood trauma. That is dreaming. They're also about it, they're though. also genetic. Yeah. So dreaming about it, if you dream about something like that, that would tell me that if you're being tied up, then you feel that you don't have any control, and if you are tying up, you long to have control. How come you don't tie me up? Because you're too gangly. Oh. Because we don't have bedposts anymore. Because <laughs> that's a lot of rope. That's a lot of rope. And I'm not very good at knots. Oh. You want no. She won't let me use handcuffs. Well, because the ones he brought in for crying out loud, he used with another woman before me. I don't even know if I did or not. That's disgusting, but he bought them for the purpose of it. Yeah. But, oh, so smoking a cigar. Cause I, well, smoking a cigar. So I had a sex dream about a wrestler named Wade Barrett. Years ago. I thought you weren't supposed to talk about sex dreams. No, no. Well, you can, I guess. Anyways, I, this mm -hmm. one I'll just bring off. So we were playing Good poker with a bunch of people, but... and it ended up being, like, he spilt something on me, and I was wearing one of his, like, dress shirts, and they all laughed, and we started smoking cigars and drinking whiskey and playing poker, just the two of us, and it became strip poker, and it became really good sex. Um, but cigars, so I was like, I wonder what cigars represent, and it represents, where the fuck was it? Oh, my God, I lost it. Smoking a cigar. Sophistication, indulgence, and cigars represent cigars represent feelings of triumph or celebration of power. They instill confidence and might mean you enjoy humiliating other people, which I kind of do. Oh. Or at least like watching people humiliate themselves, like, you know, idiots in Walmart walking around in their fucking pajamas and shit. Or with their thong hanging out of their shorts. I don't wear my jammies out much. No, because I think that's tacky. Yeah, tacky. It's tacky. But yeah, so... That's why I looked up smoking a cigar because I'm like, I smoked a cigar once in a dream. And I needed to kind of wonder what it was. I didn't oh. guess I didn't need to go into the full sex Wade Barrett dream part, but. Now, 
Why do you think we dream? We're at like 35-ish minutes. Why do we think we dream? I think we dream because sometimes it's easier to work through th- through things in your subconscious mind than it is to work through them in the waking, being awake. I agree with that. Because your brain is so busy. Like if you think about it, about your day, your brain is so preoccupied with, you know, if you have a family and you're looking after people and kids and you have work and everything that goes with work, you don't have a lot of time to sit down and go, okay, you know, what do I need to fix? What do I need to work on? We kind of just throw things to the back and leave it be and it gets buried in your subconscious. And so when you're dreaming, that's when your mind is like, okay, listen here, little fucker, we're going to sit here and deal with this tonight. And that's what's going to happen. And you're going to wake up and remember. So what about lucid dreaming then? Lucid dreaming is something different, and I always forget what it is. Isn't lucid dreaming when you know you're dreaming? You know you're dreaming so you can control your dream. Yeah, I've never I've never had, I've had vivid dreams, but never lucid dreams. Oh. Has oh. anybody had lucid dreams where they know they knew they were dreaming? Yeah. Well, what were your lucid dreams? Did you control oh. the dream? Yeah. A lot of the times, oh, for example, I'll have that running, someone's, chasing me or whatever then i realized that most people in real life don't run at you just randomly uh you know without prior conversation so then i realize i'm in a dream so i just float myself away so he can't reach me oh i guess i have had one mine was more flying though i knew i was dreaming but i was using my arms to fly and i was actually trying to keep myself afloat well so it- i'm flying in my dream and i'm doing this and i'm I'm like, oh, I'm going to soar. So I just start soar. I would spread my arms out. Um, so I would choose to do that because I knew I was just dreaming because yeah, obviously we can't fucking fly, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is cool. I'm in like freaking paradise. You ever have like running or flying dreams where like you go to try to do it and you're like, it's not working right. I'm not going as fast as I should be. Or, or not getting or, as high as you want to be. Yeah. yeah. It's like I should be as high as the fucking Eiffel Tower. My arms are hurting because, you know. I find my dreams are more realistic. Mostly like, I mean, yes. (laughs) Mine aren't. (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, I do get the odd weird ones and stuff like that. But some of them, most of my dreams are, if I remember them, it's just like, oh, that could actually happen. And and then you're just like, oh, I hope that doesn't happen or something like that too, right? Well, I guess mine could happen if I was to go on a safari and all of a sudden get chased by a fucking lion. That could happen. You know, yeah. but male lion, unlikely. Female lion, probably. Male lions are lazy, so they wouldn't chase me. But female lion could be like, ooh, dinner. Yeah, female lion's <laughs> like, look at that buffalo. You know? <laughs> Say that about oh, sorry, himself. gorilla. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I have weird dreams all the time. I dreamt about dinosaurs, and this is before I went on my Jurassic Park bedtime thing, right? I was dreaming about my nephew, Matt, and I with River and a pompoose. Papoose? Papoose on my back or whatever running somewhere and then this fucking dinosaur was chasing us and we'd go under a fence and it went into like this psychedelic tunnel i'm talking like weird ass dreams right by the way dinosaurs are a symbol of the past um and if you're running for them it might mean that you're in fear of change and that would have been right before we got married so i had a dream once that the world was falling apart and me and my friend were we were just like we had like this this it was a machine like it was like a 
you know the movie journey to the center of the earth kind of thing that's what we were doing it was like this machine that you could go in and it would drill you down into the middle of the earth because that's where we had to go where to the save. magma is yeah where we had to be saved basically magma. Magma. yeah it was it was a weird one that's for sure has anybody ever had the same dream concept as somebody else so years ago, my best friend and I, we both had this dream about our teeth falling out. Oh, I've had that. She had a dream. Oh, a lot of people Her get dream that. was slightly different than mine, but it was we were losing teeth. I had that not long ago. Two and I days. Ended up chewing on my own teeth. Two days after we talked about that, to, like as we had the dream the same night. Two days later, somebody that we knew from high school passed. Oh. So when you dream of your teeth falling out then that usually means death. Oh. But I found a website that talked about like nine common dreams. Um, it's called Very Well Mind, verywellmind.com. Um, and it says, so number one is about dreams about falling. So that's very, very common. Yeah. Check. Uh, dreams about being naked in public. Mm, nope. Not so much. Um, what does it say about that one? It suggests uh, that you feel like a phony because being naked means you're vulnerable. Yeah, and you're being stripped and you're vulnerable. Yep. Yeah. Uh, about dreams about being chased. I got that and wondering about that in the fall. Uh, dreams about losing teeth. Uh, dreams about dying. Dreams about taking a test. Dreams about infidelity. Um, and dreams about flying. And dreams about pregnancy. So those are the most common dreams. Funny. Because I, when I was pregnant, or right before I got pregnant, I had a dream about whales. Uh, orcas especially. and Making out with them? No. For fuck's sake. You were. Whales are a symbolism of being a mother. Because they're very matriarchal. And right before I was pregnant, or I might have just found found pregnant but um i was having dreams about being in a pot of orcas and it's like um power and strength and exploring exploring uncharted emotional depth which for me getting pregnant was definitely an uncharted emotional depth that i needed to kind of get to terms with i was like oh shit you know there's something inside of me that's got to stay there (laughs) but also there's no love but i gotta keep it there yeah but there's no love um there's there's no love that you feel other than like when you have a child there's oh, yeah. nothing that compares yeah there's nothing there's yeah, nothing no. that compares it's the purest and truest one. and i know it's oh different. but i have a dog fuck off with you i know it's different to be a mom than it is to be a dad and i and i'm biased in this sense but as a mother i literally grew those children yeah. and they were like they're a part of me um, and it's even been found in, they have found the DNA of the male child in the mother's brain up to 18 years after the baby has exited the womb. Get out of my head, mom. So, no, no, no. The In, in the mother's. Oh. So there was D- male DNA from the male child she carried was found up. They found it in women up until uh, the child was 18 years old found the kids dna the kids dna in the mother's brain weird oh so that talks about the tie 
between the connection between mother and son because it doesn't do that for females. But oh, really? But yeah. actually, if you are carrying a girl, that girl is carrying already your grandchild. Yes. So it's like my grandmother carried me. Yeah. So my grandmother kind of gave birth to me through my mother. Which so, came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so it's like you have that connection too in on terms of, in terms of the female side. Like, So I'm carrying my grandson. I was carrying my grandson or my granddaughter via river just as you did that with multiple of yours. So it's like there is a different connection. and But it doesn't denounce the connection that the father and child has either because – they have to work harder, almost. Yes, but I literally grew. A we set of literally. Balls. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. She grew a penis. She grew a penis and a set of balls. You know, her. She grew her own wedding tackle. You know. But then and she couple, gave it to some guy. And then the couple catcher mitts. Because they look like catcher's mitts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vaginas look like I just think mitts. it's funny because there was something I saw on Facebook. It was like, if you if you have ever given birth to a boy, that means you have grown your own set of balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need to have a boy so you can grow your own uh-uh. set. <laughs> nope, closed for business. Nutty. <laughs> the bakery is closed. It's closed. No bread today. So we're wildly off topic. So oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a good time to end it. We're at 44 minutes. You know, who's counting? Greg, nope. you're good. I'm good. You don't want to talk about. Oh, can I say one more thing? Yeah, what, is um, it about cheese? No, it's not about cheese. Uh, the important thing to remember when you are trying to interpret your your dreams is try to remember how you felt when you woke, or how you were feeling when you were in the dream, because that can help you figure out um, what the dream actually meant. Especially if you have to poop. It has nothing to do with bodily functions. Never use the if, toilet. If you're getting in, if tummy you, troubles and you just had oh a yes, bad never dream. Use yeah, never use a toilet in yeah, a dream. Yeah, never. Never do that. Never. Ever since Carly told me that, I was having dreams about needing to pee. And I have to wake myself up. Don't use that. Don't use that. Oh, I have a tip for uh, trying to uh, get into lucid dreaming. One of them is if you can remember to check your watch, whether or not you wear one or not, when you look at the watch in your dream, uh, if you don't wear a watch and there is one, then you know you're dreaming. Uh, if you do wear a watch, the odds are something's going to be weird about it, so time won't be passing properly. It might be the wrong watch. The numbers never looked look correct. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, and... and Apparently, that's because we're not plugged into that part of the brain that does logic. Yeah. Uh, the other thing they said, too, is uh, knock on wood because your brain isn't comparing it to the right sound either. It won't make the right noise. Also, in your dreams, when you there, if there's people in your dreams that, you know, they won't look like themselves. Um, but anybody in your dream is representing some part of you. So if you dream of a friend and you admire them because they're um, outgoing and they say what's on their mind and you're dreaming about them, that may mean that you need to explore that part of you that you want to be able to express yourself better and say more and be more outgoing. So you need to look at the parts of your dream as well <laughs> as 
who's in your dream and what, because uh, everything represents you. So what about that person that do you admire? And that might give you a yeah. idea. So basically, how do you guys know that you're even listening to this podcast? Maybe you're just dreaming about it. Alrighty, you guys have yourself a great evening and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.